As some of you may know about me, I am a musician. My mother sat me down at the piano when I was four years old and I began taking piano lessons. And I studied for many years doing that. I eventually, before I turned 10, studied playing the clarinet and the saxophone. And I continued playing both of those uh, through junior high, basically. Uh, but when I was 10, I started playing the guitar. And that's been my big passion uh, since then. And I still play the piano and the guitar just about every day now because my mother taught me well. You keep practicing and you keep learning and you keep growing. And I've had some of the most amazing experiences in my life, either performing or playing uh, the guitar uh, or the piano. And some of the most amazing lessons I have learned about life took place when I was in my 20s. I was working in Memphis, Tennessee uh, for the morning newspaper and I came in contact with some old blues musicians who had played in the 1930s with some of the great blues artists. And they had a little gathering about once a week. And if you were lucky, and I was, you got invited to sit in with them. And there were six or seven of them. And they would, uh, in, in the back room of an old bar, I think the bar was closed, but they had the back room. They had straight back chairs in a circle, and you sat in a circle, and someone would start basically 12-bar blues, which is the standard 12 bars. And uh, you would go around, and each one would begin playing something. Now, that was the time you were supposed to impress everyone, or so I thought. I was by far the youngest one there. Most of them had guitars that were three times my age, uh, and they had been doing this for a long time. And so I learned some important lessons during those times I was privileged to sit in with these. They had met some of the greats, you know, Memphis Slim. They, they, I think some of them knew Ma Rainey, and uh, someone even claimed to know the great Robert Johnson. And, uh, and so I was honored, but I was, I was basically stupid. Uh, they learned me first, to, they taught me, and I learned to pay attention. Because as they were going around, and one person would take, you know, 12 bars of a lead and would uh, drop out, and the next one would play a little bit, and then as everyone accompanied them all, I was thinking about what I was going to do to impress them. Now, I had a Martin D1228 12-string acoustic guitar. Greatest guitar I have ever had in my life. And uh, I was allowed to do it because uh, uh, Lead Belly uh, used a 12-string guitar in East Texas when he wrote The House of the Rising Sun. And that was his main instrument, it was a 12-string. So that was okay. I was able to do that. Otherwise, I wouldn't, wouldn't have. But as they were playing, I was thinking what I was going to do next to impress them. And so when it got to be my turn, I just showed them all, all the licks that I had stored up. And I was really proud of myself. But most of what I played didn't really fit what they were doing. 
and they were kind and gentle because they knew I had some skill. Uh, they could have kicked me out, but they taught me, pay attention. Listen to the music. Go with the music. Don't separate yourself from the music and think what you want to do. Add to what's going on. Don't compete with it. That was a big lesson to pay attention. Uh, they also taught me uh, that there's only one cure for the blues. Uh, you've heard that old saying, you know, there is no cure for the blues. They said, no, that's wrong. And so they taught me, and this is right out of the gospel. They said that if you want to cure the blues, if you're feeling depressed or you know, disconsolate somehow, and you want to get out of it, get up off your couch, go to your front door, go out the door, go across the tracks, and help someone who is hurting. You want to cure your own blues, go help someone who's hurting also. And of course, that's true. That's about the only way I know. But the one I want to talk about today that I was taught was to be, be very careful when you approach crossroads. Now, crossroads can be anything from a huge decision that you make or it can be physically a crossroads in the highway. Because if you don't know which way you're going to go, someone will come and tempt you to go the wrong way. And that tempter is Satan. Now, they told me the story about Robert Johnson, how when he was 21 years old, took his guitar. He, he played slide guitar in the 20s and 30s. Uh, wrote 29 songs, recorded them in the mid-30s in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you can get his full, and I've got them on CDs. Uh, some of the songs have been remade by popular bands. The Rolling Stones did one. Uh, Eric Clapton did another one of his called Crossroads. But uh, he wrote 29 songs. But before he did that, he went down to a crossroads in Mississippi, and this is the old legend, at midnight. Crossroads outside of Fulton's Point, Mississippi. And he stood there at midnight and waited. And when we do that, when we wait at an important decision, without turning to the Lord, because the point is we should listen to Jesus calling to us, say, come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden. It's Jesus we need to listen to. But if you go down to old, a crossroads, as Robert Johnson did, and waited, Satan came around and made him a deal. Yeah, I'll let you play music, but you forfeit your soul. And he died from alcohol poisoning at the age of 25. Now, when I teach confirmation classes, I don't talk about Satan tempting us. I talk about the enemy making deals with us. Satan is still making deals all the time. He's doing whatever he can as a liar and a thief and a murderer to get our eyes off of Jesus. And we, we do that at our own peril because he is a liar and a thief and a murderer. And he will never keep any deal that he makes with us. And so it is crucial, and I thank these wonderful old musicians for reminding me to keep my eyes on the Lord. You know, we 
face crossroads every minute. I tell my confirmation classes that you get up out of bed in the morning, you're standing at a crossroads. You go to take a test, you're at a crossroads. Whatever you do, you're at a crossroads. You have a decision to make about who's going to be your guide. Who's going to lead you into the next decision in your life? Is it going to be the flashy, shiny things of this world? Well, that's what Satan dangles before us. Or is it going to be the way of the cross, the way of humility and servanthood and being kind and compassionate to others? These old musicians that I met had suffered horribly, some of them, from uh, not only Jim Crow laws, uh, some of the black codes that still existed in the South. They'd been beaten down. But they kept their faith in God. You know, the old saying is that all of the musicians, the superstars who have been around for a long time, who are still living today, and the way I look at it, 60s superstars from the 1960s who are still playing music today are in recovery. They were in a recovery program. They got to be. Because the ones who are living into Satan's pattern of addiction, whatever the addictions are, they're dead. Because that's what Satan does. So we, every moment we get up, we, we have a choice of which voice we're going to listen to. Jesus tells his apostles in this incredible passage in Matthew chapter 11, this is one of the memory verses I, I learned as a child. It stays with you. All of those memory verses, they come back to you when, they, when you really need them. There have been times in my life, especially when I was in my 20s and basically stupid, I thought I wasn't. I thought I was brilliant, but I had a lot to learn. And so a lot of people had to teach me. The voice that kept coming back to me was Jesus, come unto me. Come unto me, all of you who are carrying burdens and are tired of it. Well, what is the big burden that we carry? Our sins. We come to Him when we're broken and beaten down and crushed and in despair. Come unto Me, Jesus says, you, if you're weary and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. The rest that Satan can't give us. The rest unto the depth of our souls. Jesus offers that to us. He offers us His yoke to connect with Him. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you will find rest for your souls. Something that the enemy can't give us. The world can't give us that. Our own mad pursuit for whatever thing, the things of this world are, are not going to fill the emptiness within us that only Jesus can fill. And so we can lift up our hearts today and we know that there is one among us right now who will show us the way. Whatever those decisions are and life brings decisions. We probably each made several hundred decisions already today. Most of them are trivial, small, routine, uh, and some of them have been big decisions. But we have one with us who knows the right decision because he is the right decision. So remember, 
right here with you today is the one who knows where he wants you to be next year at this time. He knows where he wants you to be tomorrow and the day after that. He knows where he wants you to be 10 years from now. I tell my confirmation to Jesus knows where he wants you to be 50 years from now. And he will take you there if you listen to him and hear him say, come unto me, put your name there, come unto me, Steve, when you're weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's his promise to us. Satan's a liar. Jesus' promises are eternal. And remember, he loves you.